welcome to the Sandy and Mandy show. It's Sandy. It's Mandy. And today's episode, we're going to be discussing hyperfixation. So we'll talk about what hyperfixation is, how we've experienced it, and also how to resolve it. Yes. Uh, love a Sandy Mini episode. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so according to idontmind.com, it's... <laughs> that name. No. So it says hyperfixation happens when you're completely engrossed by something to the point where it becomes all consuming and disrupts your day to day functioning. It gets hard to focus on anything other than the object of your hyperfixation. So basically, just hyperfixating is what hyperfixation is. And I also think it could be kind of synonymous to obsession as well. Yeah. And so in this episode, we're more so talking about connections and friendships, relationship status, because I know we can also get hyper fixated on things like finance or yeah. if we're waiting for something, we'll be hyper fixated on it. So just to clarify, this is about just connections. Yes. I know that Sandy and I have experienced people being hyper fixated on us or, you know, just obsessed with us. <laughs> And uh, I think with our experiences from it, we definitely do not like it. We don't like it when people hyperfixate or obsess over us because at that point, I don't really think we're seen as human. Yeah, because for us, it just seems pretty rushed. And if we're not giving that energy back, then how did we get here? And that's where the hyperfixation, I think, kicks in because it's just way levels ahead of where it actually started. We can't be less than a week of knowing each other and then suddenly all this energy imbalance is in play. That's another thing too. Whenever there's hyperfixation, it's a very rushed relationship and just a lack of boundaries at that point because it's just getting so close so quickly or the other person is just having this whole idea of who the other person is or the fantasy of it. I think hyperfixation can also have to do with a lot of fantasy Criticizing and idealizing and putting people on a pedestal. <sighs> <laughs> And being put on a pedestal does not ever really feel good. I mean, it can feel cute for the first half, you know, and then there are consequences to it because whenever you're put on a pedestal, people aren't seeing you as who you really are. They're seeing you as somebody that they've made up in their head or somebody that they've, again, idealized, fantasized you to be. It's just not humanizing. It's yeah. dehumanizing, if anything. Exactly. Not humanizing. <laughs> Dehumanizing was the better word. <laughs> Say you're on the receiving end of being hyperfixated on. In my personal opinion, I also don't think it's healthy to enjoy the attention that's on you and or take advantage of it, whoever that type of person is. Because I think that has to do with not having that love within yourself. So you're dependent on somebody being hyperfixated on you, somebody obsessing over you. I think a lot of love propaganda, or I don't know another word for that, but you know, you've seen the tweets where people are like, 
like, I want my person obsessed with me. Like, I want my person. People just want other people to be obsessed with them. But like, if we actually really like live that in real life, it's not cute. It is actually pretty draining, if anything. And like we said before, it's just the obsession and the hyperfixation. It's just not a healthy way to be in a relationship with somebody because you're not really seeing them for who they are and putting anybody on a pedestal it's dehumanizing <laughs> i was about to say it's not it's not human <laughs> i remember i was talking to a person and i remember they told me it's, it's wild they told me you don't feel like the person i loved mind you y'all we were talking for at most four months we were talking for at most four months and they told me you don't feel like the person that i loved They said the qualities of what I loved about you isn't there anymore. And I'm over here like, bro, what the fuck are you? (laughs) Four months of talking to me, you don't still fully know who I am, number one. Yeah, also we were long distance and it just showed me that they had this idea in their head of me and they were just thinking that I was going to play that role. And at that point, I was just like, huh? I didn't feel seen. I didn't feel heard. I think also in this situation, it could be, especially when you're dealing with romance, it's really easy to want to feel the emotions attached to such relationship. These people will project these qualities on you and the person saying, you're not the person that I thought you were, etc., It's because they already had something in mind. It could be them attaching qualities of their perfect partner or whatever they have in their head to project on you. Right. At that point, I was like, oh, yeah, this shit... This shit does not feel good. In my situations where this has happened to me, in my past, it's happened with some of my mutuals. And here's the thing. Just because we're mutuals does not mean we're friends because I like what I'm seeing from your account, but I don't know you enough to establish a friendship. So if we're mutuals, we still need to go through the friendship levels in order for me to feel comfortable. If I follow you even for a year, two years, three years, I still don't know who you are and you still don't know who I am. Regardless of what you see of me on the internet, that's literally what 20% of my actual self As much as I share, they're kind of pretty fleeting thoughts, I guess. I think the internet is such, it can be like a shallow shield for people to know who I actually am. So I prefer that we just get to know each other. They're just ready to jumpstart this relationship or rush into this connection with me without even us having a solid foundation. If I don't have a core memory with you, if I don't remember any past conversations with you, if we haven't shared any love languages together, even a meal together, then I wouldn't really consider us friends because we haven't built anything. I think when people try to move too quickly or like in your situation when like mutuals are acting just like mad friendly and you're just like, bro, like what? when did we get to this point? I think it's just the hyperfixation that can lead to them just not really being rooted in reality at that point because they already have an idea of y'all already being besties. They already have ideas of y'all, you know, doing a bunch of things that you've never even consented to. That's also why hyperfixation just just isn't it, babes. The thing with hyperfixation, now that you say that, 
is that people are attaching themselves to me and also they're attaching themselves to so-called security and future with me when I never agreed or consented or even knew that was happening. So whenever somebody tries to basically make up a connection with me, (laughs) I have to tell them straight up, I'm sorry, but I'm not comfortable where we are right now. And I tell them exactly what I just said. I don't remember us having recent conversations and I don't feel as though we've built a foundation together and I would like to take it slower. And usually the receiving end is receptive to it, which I'm grateful for because they're understanding the way that they're moving is a bit much for me. So they'll pull back their energy. Yeah. And that's how it gets resolved for those situations is just being honest because I don't want to ghost them anymore and I don't want to lie to anybody anymore. I just want to be like, hey, this is how I'm feeling and like, I just need to let you know. Bro, yeah. Major, major props to you for that. Very proud of you for not immediately ghosting because I think that's something that I probably would would do. So seeing you like be just honest and upfront, it does save a lot of time and like nobody's confused about what's going on and i think also with being honest it's also a way to observe and see how the other person is responding to your honesty it shows a lot about their character as well and then you can make a decision on how you want to go from there yeah and also with being honest about how i felt that was my boundary which i just realized i was putting up a boundary like hey we're not there yet and it's okay mm-hmm. and also in the messages i'll be like i still support you because i don't want anyone to feel like they did anything wrong because sometimes they're just not aware so it's always nice to try to convey a message with everyone's perspective yeah dude that was exactly what you were doing you were putting up a boundary literally just putting up a boundary see if others respect it or not if they respect it you can keep them moving with them if they don't you know what to do from there when i put up that boundary it made us closer in a way i think a lot of us sometimes get confused with thinking that if somebody's obsessed with you they love you i just want to make it very clear that obsession is not love obsession shows a lack of something from their end and four 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 right now love four 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 we shouldn't strive to be obsessed with others either because we're putting them on a pedestal we're idealizing them at that point we're not seeing them as human anymore and just like an object of our interest and i think what we all have to learn is just how to regulate our emotions and ask ourselves why we're even obsessing in the first place Okay, so I had stumbled across this YouTube shorts. Stop obsessing over someone with these two powerful techniques. And it comes from this channel called Francesca's Psychology. We'll link the video below. She goes and explains that the main hormone involved in obsession is dopamine. She says that dopamine is a hormone that makes you want more. It makes you dissatisfied with what you currently have. Serotonin and oxytocin are hormones that appear in healthy relationships and they make you satisfied with your current situation. And these hormones also don't make you want more. They make you not want more than what you already have. And the first step into stopping the obsession with somebody is to accept it. 
Accept the fact that you're obsessed with them. Don't even deny the fact that you're not thinking about them. Just accept all the hope and uncertainty that comes with obsession. And I really liked that she said to accept your obsession because the more you deny it, the more you are making this person like a, like in her words, she said, a juicy forbidden fruit. <laughs> that just becomes more appealing to you. And so with you denying your obsession, your obsession is just going to grow even more. And yeah, and then just with obsession, you're just romanticizing somebody that you don't even know. I read that in the comments. <laughs> and you're seeing this person as perfect and somebody that you just, you just want shit from. When in reality, everybody is flawed in one way or another. Nobody is perfect. We are all flawed because we are human. That's just what it is. And obsession kind of just blinds you from that. Yeah, I was just going to add on to we're all flawed because we're all balanced beings. So the wheel is constantly turning. We're going to deal with our insecurities some days, whereas other days the wheel will turn so that we're having a higher vibration than what we were on type shit. Exactly. And then she also said, like, write down everything about the person that you're obsessed with, why you're obsessed with them, what is the qualities of them, or what are the emotions that you're feeling. And then she goes on to saying the reasons why you're obsessed with them is because you want those qualities in yourself. She also gives an example such as she used to really like some guy and he looked really outgoing and he had a lot of friends and he would travel a lot. And those are all things that she wanted in her lifestyle to stop obsessing over somebody is to grow all of those qualities in yourself and recenter yourself instead of seeking it through somebody else. Yeah, whenever you sent me that video, I was like, oh, she really broke it down. And yeah, I think whenever we're obsessing over people, we just we just want something from them. What I liked in the video is her very last sentence. She says, once you develop these qualities and the life that you're attracted to from the person that you like, that person won't be as interesting to you anymore because then you're not idealizing them anymore. You're just seeing the person as who they are without the qualities or without the talents that you're so attracted to. And I love that. Yeah, she definitely just said it how it is. Once you figure out why you're obsessed with this person, whether it be the qualities that they have, embody those qualities yourself and give yourself what you're wanting from that person because that's just where the obsession stems from. So shout out to our Patreon subscribers. Yes, uh, <laughs> love y'all. Okay, so shout out to Somi Pop, Tracy, Mia, and Germ. Thank you for being with us on Patreon. Yes, thank y'all so much for being the loyal VIPs. <laughs> <laughs> so that wraps up our hyperfixation episode. We hope y'all learned something and have been having a lovely February. And we'll see you in two weeks. Okay, love you. Bye. Love y'all. Bye. Bye.